Hello everyone, my name is Sean and I'm here to talk about more comics with you guys. So uh, before we get started, uh, in these videos, you'll see me talk about tons of different topics and uh, how to collect, where to collect, what you should do with your collection, how you should take care of it. Uh, you'll see me reference mainly Marvel books and that's, mainly, and that's because uh, I really only collect Marvel comic books. I have a few, uh, a few collection, a small collection of indie books that I have and, and even less DC stuff. But from time to time, you'll see me reference DC books and indie books. And as the show progresses, we'll talk about all those different types of things. So we got a good topic for you guys today. It's where to start. So typically... My main, my main job is I'm a teacher and I have a side job where I do work at a local comic book store here in uh, San Antonio. But uh, one of the biggest questions and most often asked questions I get when I'm there is where do I start? It's so difficult to figure out a good a starting point, especially with an oversaturated market, especially in Marvel where you have uh, – books that just keep repeating number ones and a different series and they'll title it Iron Man, but it'll be a side story to somewhere else. So it can get really confusing as to where to start. And when, when I first started in comics, it was the same thing. I didn't know where to start. I didn't know how to start. No one was really there to tell me. So the biggest thing I always do when someone asks me, I want to get into comics where do I start is I always tell them to go with the trade paperback. So a trade paperback is a book that is just a paperback version and it's a collection of those issues or that event into one compil uh, compilation. And uh, there's two different types of versions that they have. One is a trade paperback and then another is a hardcover. The hardcovers are typically more expensive, but uh, they look a lot nicer on your wall if you have a bookshelf and you want to put it on there. Uh, in this case, this is an OGN, an original graphic novel. So you're not going to find this particular story in uh, individual comic book form, uh, single issues. But this one, Age of Ultron, you will. And when I first got into comics, that was the first book I read. I bought the trade paperback and I jumped into that. The uh, person I did talk to said it's a really good uh, way to start off because you get all the story and you don't have individual issues to keep up with when, you just start, when you're just starting out. And that's really important because uh, – let's say you're a huge fan of Captain America and you want to start reading his books. Well, you pick up a series and you're reading and you're like, you know, that was good. You buy the second issue. You're like, okay, that was okay. And then you keep going through and you get issue three, four, five, six. And then eventually you kind of find out, well, I don't like this. Well, more than likely you've spent anywhere between $3.99 and 6 to $7 because of price increases uh, on these books and you don't like them. 
So not only do you not like them, you're probably sitting on a table somewhere, taking up space. It doesn't look nice. It just gets cluttered and there's really no value in those books. So uh, a really great way to start out is to get an event style book like Age of Ultron. And that's because you're going to get a variety of characters. In Age of Ultron, you get Spider-Woman, Spider-Man, Punisher, uh, or, you know, I don't think Punisher's in this one, but uh, the Fantastic Four, uh, Iron Man, Thor, Hulk. You get all those big names and some of the smaller names as well. And you get to see them and how they interact in the story. And you might go into it looking for a Captain America book. And then you go off and say, well, you know what? I really like the Fantastic Four. So I'd like to maybe check out and see what they have. Um, Another good reason to go into trade paperbacks is because it's typically cheaper than just buying the individual issue. In the case of Age of Ultron, that book is already done. It's, you're not going to get any new issues of that. So some of the issues, especially the issue number one, which is uh, something I'll show you here in a little bit, it, uh, it could be inflated in price. You'll find that some number ones are 8 to $10, depending on the uh, popularity of the storyline. And uh, at times, uh, depending on the book, it can be really hard to find. So finding a, an event book in Marvel is really easy. There's always an event, two or three a year, where a bunch of characters are getting together and they're going off and they're doing something. And, and uh, in DC, it's a little bit more difficult. Sometimes their event books are a little abstract. And then also uh, their event books are also character-based. So you'll find a Batman book that has a specific storyline, but they're considered an event book. And every now and then you might get the Flash or Green Lantern or Superman or someone who jumps in, but it's not, it's not all the time. And then typically in, in um, indie books, you really don't get these events. They're more kind of a mini series or maxi series where they're only five to six issues. And then maybe they go off into a different story arc. So um, in Marvel, you have a wide variety of books that you could find where you can get a lot of characters all at once. It's cheaper to go with the trade paperback. There's a lot of collectors out there who do uh, only collect the trade paperbacks or hardcovers because it looks nice on the shelf when you put it all together. And uh, maybe that's not your only thing that you collect. So you can't clutter your room or your house with all these comic book boxes. Um, Another good event book to start off with is also Civil War. Um, what you'll find is because of the popularity of the, of the Marvel movies in the MCU, you'll notice that the, the story is not exactly how it shows in the movie and you just have to be ready for that. So don't, don't go into, uh, the book civil war and expect to see a lot of the things that you saw in the movie. Uh, there are definitely things that have been taken from those books uh, that are that are in the movie or in the book and stuff, but there's also things that were added. It's a completely different story. It loosely, very loosely follows uh, the movies. So when you're buying uh, books and when you're 
reading events. Don't expect it to be exactly like, uh, like the movie's been. Um, again, trade paperbacks are, are typically cheaper. What you don't want to do again is find a book, find out that you don't like it, and then it just sits there. Okay, so this is a good, a good place to start. So once you kind of figure out what hero you like or who you want to read or what style you like, maybe it's just the, uh, the artist or maybe it's the writer, then you need to start looking at where do I jump in? Again, with Marvel, the, the market's just super saturated. They'll go 20, 30 issues on a series, stop it, and then pick back up at another, at another number one. And that makes it really difficult for you to find a good place to, to jump in at. And uh, the, the important part here is to do your research. So get online, find out as much as you can about that story arc, about, that, about those characters and how it affects the greater continuity of, the, of that Marvel universe. Because a lot of times it does follow some sort of chronological order where even today, Civil War and Age of Ultron have uh, paved the way of what Marvel looks like now. So uh, definitely do your research. Get online. The next thing is when you go to your comic book store, don't be afraid to ask questions. The, the one thing I loved is when a customer comes up to me and they just have questions. And if I didn't have the answer to it, someone did. And someone could talk to them about uh, those books because they're, they love them. And that's what we love to do is we love to talk comics. So don't be afraid to ask questions when you go to a comic book store, more than likely you're going to find somebody who's really into those stories and they could help you out a lot. Okay. So what should you pick up first? We talked about already doing doing uh, trade paperbacks first just to see what you might like. But okay, you've decided, I want to read Iron Man. So when, you, when you've decided that, again, do your research, find out which number one you want to read first, okay? Uh, that, all that knowledge is going to help that person at that store find those books. What I would suggest is ask them if there's a current run going on now. And if there is, pick those up first. A lot of times what will happen is you'll find back issues of books. So this is issue number two of Age of Ultron. And this would be considered a back issue book. Depending on what store you shop at, that back issue book might be slightly inflated because you can't, you can't get it off a new wall anymore. When you do get a book off of a new wall, Typically, it's just a plain book. There's no bag and board on it. And it's uh, something that you kind of have to invest into because, one, you're going to need to get bags and boards. Two, you're going to need somewhere to put it. Okay? So um, when, when, getting, when get, starting a series, go to the new week wall. See if they have that book out on that wall because – you're typically going to get it for cheaper and then you're going to save yourself a little bit of money in the long run. If you're looking at these older series like age of Ultron or uh, uh, the infinity series, 
you'll find that sometimes those runs have lasted 40 issues. So pace yourself. Don't just go all out and buy the entire set. Get the first five issues, read those, go back and look for the next few issues. But again, this is where your research comes in because you'll find that in the case of uh, the Infinity Saga with Jonathan Hickman or even his uh, the New Avengers or the Avengers story that happened with that, uh, that series, you'll have these books that got overly inflated because of characters that were popular in the movie. So one, one big thing is, is when those movies drop, they always leak, oh, Ronan came out or, or someone else came out. And, and those books where they first appear will go way up. So um, in the case of the Civil War storyline, when Captain America Civil War came out, that entire set was going upwards of $100. And before that, you know, it was maybe a $50 set to, to find all the books. But because of the hype of the movies, they inflate the price and uh, people are starting to get a lot of money for those. Since Captain America Civil War has kind of gone away and uh, all the new movies have come out, that's, that series has dro dropped way down. But um, sometimes you'll find that those books stay where they're at, especially if it's a really important character. So in the case of Ronan, uh, when they announced him in, uh, in the Endgame movie, that book went up to a, close to a $100 book. As Endgame started wearing down and we realized that Ronan's uh, role in that movie wasn't as important, well, the price started dropping starts dropping and dropping and kind of bottoms out. So you could find that book for about 10 to 15, 20 bucks. Um, if you're lucky, it'd be, it could be under 20 bucks or under 10 bucks. Um, so when you're going to uh, start a series, look into that, see if there's any key books that will uh, affect your uh, reading of that storyline. Uh the next thing to do is ask that shop about their subscription service. So a subscription service is where you fill out maybe some paperwork so that they can track you and help uh, uh, keep up with you, making sure that you're getting those books. But basically what a comic book shop will do is special order uh, those books besides what they're already ordering for the shop specifically for you. And uh, depending on, uh, a store's policy. They'll make you come in weekly to come pick those up. Uh, some will be uh, like come in once a month to come pick up your pool and, and things like that. And what's nice about having a subscription box is now maybe you can't make it to new comic book day on Wednesdays and you, uh, you know, this book's going to be super popular and you get there and it's all gone. Well, having a subscription box is going to let you be able to have that book pulled for you at an earlier date so that they can reserve that book for you because it was special ordered for you. When you're doing a subscription, it is important that you stay on top of it because there might have been something else that came out that you might have missed out on. When you start a subscription box, don't go all out. If you know that you wanted to read Captain America and Iron Man, then find out if there's a current, a current series of that out. And if there is, awesome, sign up for it. 
But what you don't want to do is sign up for 10 titles. Because one of the biggest things that I've found uh, while working at a comic book shop is you'll, you'll get these customers who come in and they'll want all of, all of the Marvel stuff. So just give me everything Marvel. Well, in the case of Marvel, they have 20, 30 titles that could come out in a week. And if there's an event, there's going to be tie-ins that go along with those books. And then you're just going to find yourself down, uh, down a rabbit hole you don't want to be in. Uh, from personal experience, that's what I did. And I, I did regret it because now I have uh, close to 150 books that I no longer re- I don't want to read or want anymore because the story wasn't so significant. Um, so it's important for you to uh, just pace yourself. If you're good with two or three books, that's awesome. If you want to add something, that's great. But just make sure that you're staying on top of that. Now, you've purchased your books, you figured out what you've wanted, you're ready to read. Well, you're not done yet. You want, you want to uh, be able to take care of those books. The best way for you to take care of these books are with bags and boards. So bags and boards are just basically these little, they're, like, um, they're acid-free, and the, the reason why these are important is because uh, other bags that have a slight uh, acidity to it can damage your books. So you always want to get acid-free bags and boards, and they come in really big packs. So you can see this one comes in a pack of 100. And then typically your bags and boards will also come in packs of 100. And it's really important to take care of your books. That, uh, that way, if a book does go up in value, then you have it protected and you can protect that investment that you've put into it because we're all collectors and we want most of us want all of our things to be in pristine condition, depending on what it is. Um, and in the case of comic books, they're so fragile anyway, that if you don't protect them, then, uh, you're going to run into trouble down the line, especially if a book, uh, increases in value. And again, with the uh, rise of the MCU and, and all these, uh, other comic book heroes getting their movies, the the issue that people were running into was, well, I have this five this five dollar book or this three dollar book that really didn't mean anything. Well, and I didn't take care of it. Well, then you get people like Ant Man, and then uh, smaller characters like Agent Thirteen and that uh, start coming out in these movies. Well, those books get inflated, and they're like, well, you know what? Maybe I want to cash out on my investment and see what I can get for this book. Well, you didn't put it in a bag and a board and it's severely damaged. Then that book isn't going to be the 10 to 15, 20, 30, maybe a hundred dollar book that it could have been. Uh, it's going to turn into just a three or $4 book. And the odds of you getting anything for that book is going to be very slim. So it's always important that when you get, especially new week books that you put them in bags and boards. Also, when you buy a book from a back issue, so you go into a store and they have all these comic book boxes and they're in bags and boards for you already like this, like this Age of Ultron number two, um, check the bag, check the board, make sure it's still in good condition. If you're not 100% sure, ask the person from the comic book store if they would open it up for you so you could check it out. Um, over time, 
bags and boards do get old. They do, uh, they, uh, they do get a little bit discolored depending on the age of the book. And, uh, the last thing you want to do is have an old bag or an old board with that book and it damages it. And again, it goes on to your later investments. So, um, another option you have, if it's a book that you really care about, maybe it's, uh, maybe the book isn't super important in general, but you think it's super important and just cause you like it. The other thing you can get are these, these hard covers. And typically you want to use these on books that are a little bit rarer. So the reason why this, uh, age of Ultron book is in this case is because, uh, I had it signed by Brian Michael Bendez and it's signed on the inside. Uh, you can't, so it's, you won't really be able to see it, but typically this book at, at its height could have been a 20 to $30 book. Um, I bought it cheaper than that cause it was a few years before the movie had came out. So I got it at a, at a better price, but, um, having these hard cases on some books might help, but I wouldn't recommend it for all of your books. Uh, it puts a lot of weight on top of your, your, uh, your bagged and board books. If you start getting lots of them and put them into a box or a comic book box, and then they lean up against each other. So you've protected your, you've protected your comic book now with a bag and board and you think you're ready to go. Well, you're not, you want to invest into a comic book box and there's a few different options and there's many different uh, retailers of comic book boxes. You got comic book boxes that are printed hard, uh, hard cased, uh, just cardboard, all white, plain, long boxes, short boxes, magazine style uh, uh, size boxes. So you need to make sure that you have the right long box or the right comic book box, I should say, for you. Um, if you're mainly just collecting newer style books, modern books, then a short box, a regular short box is the way to go. Um, my suggestion would be is to stick with the short boxes. Because what I have found in my collecting is I had about seven or eight long boxes at one time and I run out of places to store them. Well, the, the smaller comic book boxes are a little bit easier to store and place in place, uh, place in areas of your home. And um, it also doesn't put so much weight on your comic book boxes. So a, a short box probably measures about 15 inches or so and you typically fits about 150 books and um that's a perfect number to not put so much weight on your comic books especially if they're in bags and boards when you go into the long boxes that doubles so you're supposed to be able to get about 300 books into a long box and if you're uh really trying to uh cram some in you might be able to fit about another 20 or 30 more but again, then you're thinking about the condition of your book. So the, those books are laying on top of each other. They're being uh, compressed together. And again, later down the line, if that book uh, gains value, well, you've just damaged it slightly. You may not be able to see it, but if you decide to get it graded one day, and we'll talk about that in another show, they'll catch that. They'll see the small spine rolls. They'll see the little ticks in, in the book. Um, one of my favorite comic book boxes to get is by a company called uh, BCW 
and they're called comic book storage bins. There's these black, these black plastic hardcover bins that you snap together and they come with a little partition is what they call it. And it's basically just this little divider that takes some of the weight off the books. So maybe you have 30, 40 books sitting with the partition and then the rest of the books are gently laying on top of each other. That's okay because you've just taken away a lot of weight off of those books instead of having 150 books. Also, try not to um, avoid, I would say avoid putting 150 books into those, into those short boxes. Uh, you want to probably aim anywhere between 100 to 120. That way those books have some room to breathe. They have some room to move around and they're not so uh, crammed into the boxes. Um, the last thing we're going to talk about today is keeping up with the series. So if you've decided to do a subscription box or if you've decided to follow a certain series, try to keep up with it as best you can because what you'll find is, um, what you'll find is you can lose track of it really quickly. Maybe you've had a, a busy three or four months and by that time you could have about six or seven issues of that story coming out and it quickly backs up on you. So in my case where I don't have a lot of time where I teach, come home, I have to cook for my family and uh, my sons and things like that. You don't always get a chance to read your books. And uh, also if you've gone overboard with the number of books that you have, well, you're doubling or tripling the amount of books you have to read. So in my case, I'm about 250 books behind on multiple series. There was a point where I could keep up with those, but as time progresses, you'll learn what you can and can't do, what you can handle, what, uh, you, uh, what you can't handle. And the important thing is when you realize that you can't handle that many books or you realize you don't like that book anymore, cut it. Cut it as quickly as possible. Stop picking it up. Don't say, I'll get to it, I'll get to it, I'll get to it. You can go back and find those books because what you don't want to do again is get so far behind that you never finish the series. You'll find a lot of comic book uh, collectors do get backed up with the number of stories that they have because of the style that they like to read. For example, I have a friend who wants to read a certain book in uh, complete continuity. So they're reading from, from the earliest time that they had uh, that book released all the way to, to the present. And that's a big feat to, to, uh, to accomplish if you can't stay on top of those books. Okay. Uh, so that's what I have to say about where to start with comics. Again, if you're wanting to start out reading comic books, figure out what character you might, you think you might want to start reading Find a graphic novel that uh, is decently priced and see if you like that character with these other groups. Again, because in the case of Marvel, you have events that come out uh, two to three times a year and it gives you a lot of opportunity to catch up on things. Uh, another good read to start on is uh, Secret Empire for Marvel. Um, if you're wanting to start out in uh, DC, I would suggest reading either uh, the New 52 Batman, New 52 Spider-Man, or the Rebirth Spider-Man. 
New 52 Superman, New 52 Batman, or the rebirth uh, era of DC, Batman, Superman, and DC Comics. Those were all really good series, and um, it, it would be a great place for you to start. And they're old enough they're old enough that um, that there's trade paperbacks of those storylines. And again, if you like it, that's awesome. Go back, buy the individual issues if that's what you want to do. If not, stick with the trade paperbacks until you catch up and then decide where you want to go from there. Uh, if you're doing a subscription box, make sure that you stay on top of it. Make sure you know what you're ordering, when it comes out. Uh, a lot of comic book stores will charge you if you don't if you don't come pick up your stuff but you have to remember those things were specially ordered for you um back issues again back issues are just books that of of an older series that have come out uh the new week wall if that book is on that wall i'd pick it up as soon as you can you're typically save some money on it Make sure you're using bags and boards and comic book boxes to protect your books. Again, the last thing that you don't want to do or the last thing you, uh, last thing you want to do is have that book be damaged. And then later on down the line, it turns out to be uh, valuable or worth more than what you put into it because then you may not get that price out of it. And then just keep up with your series. Make sure you're reading um, what you get. It's a great hobby. It's a fun hobby. And uh, it really, really passes the time, especially during COVID-19. This is a great time for you to pick up a new story. Um, it's a great time to, to just read and get into uh, a new phase of collecting. One thing we didn't talk about, let me touch on it really quick, is indie books. Uh, indie books are, in, are is short for independent. And Basically what that is, is there's a lot of these smaller companies, not Marvel, not DC, where you uh, publish your own story, or maybe it's part of a smaller publishing house. Uh, a popular one is Boom, uh, Dark Horse, Image Comics, and a lot of the big names early on in comics actually gravitated and, uh, gravitated to independent uh, per, uh, production because of the things that they weren't able to do at DC, at Marvel. And it uh, gave them an, uh, a chance to write or draw what they wanted. Um, with indie books, I've always found it to be hit or miss. Uh, I kind of judge it by, uh, by the covers, and I'll flip through the books a little bit and see if it's something that I like. Uh, one story that I really did like was... Um, it's called Grass Kings. It was a really great story, only about 14 issues. And that was one of the nice things about reading indie books is that for the most part, they are very manageable. If you are someone who is into TV series, you'll find that a lot of TV series do end up having comic books like Doctor Who that has a, a, big, a big collection of different styles of the, of the story from the show. Uh, video games will have it with like Gears of War or Assassin's Creed. Uh, there's others that have picked up Power Rangers and then just a host of other characters and really great storylines. Uh, for me, it's not really my thing. I was more into the Marvel stuff and that's kind of where you have to 
pick and find out what's important to you. Am I only getting one or two Marvel books or one or two DC books? Well, then maybe you can pick up an independent story. Uh, it just kind of depends on what you like. If you're not really into the superheroes, then you have a chance to still read comic books in independent books. Um, and, and that's the great thing about comic books. It's, it's, it's just a story that you can uh, get lost in and uh, it gives you a chance to kind of relax and sit back. Uh, during this time with COVID-19, just be careful, wear your masks if you're going out to the comic book stores. And uh, if you'd rather not go out, the great thing about living in today's era is a lot of these uh, publishing houses have their own apps. Marvel has their own app where you could read the, an entire encyclopedia of all of their series that they have for a small fee if you'd rather go digital. So, and that's another great option if you don't have the space to put uh, trade paperbacks, hardcovers, individual uh, issues, then going digital is the way to go for you because you won't have uh, to keep up with bags and boards and boxes and where are you going to put them? And now I have 20, 30 boxes full of, full of books that I don't have room for anymore. And uh, they're updated weekly. And you can, uh, uh, in the case of like Marvel's app, you can backtrack all the way back to the good old days with Tells of Suspense, Tells to Astonish, things like that. And you can read those really old books. So guys, that's it for this show. Uh, again, my name's Sean. If you guys ever have any questions, feel free to reach out. Uh, if you don't know how to reach out, reach out to Zach and I can help you out when he gets with me. So uh, again, if you have any questions, feel free to ask. Have a good day.